The New York Knicks have been looking to upgrade talent on their roster, either via free agency or via trade this offseason. But that doesn't mean that they don't have key decisions to make for player contracts. Recently, they gave out a couple of contracts to current Knicks players that we're going to look at as it helps give us some insight into what it means for the New York Knicks moving forward in regards to the players they're looking to target either via free agency or via trade. We're also going to look at another player the New York Knicks recently added to help give them some depth at the backup power forward position. We're going to break down all of this and so much more today. Let's get started. The New York Knicks recently made an important decision on Jericho Sims and his contract. Now, this was first reported by SNY. According to them, and obviously in an expected move as well, the New York Knicks guaranteed a portion of Jericho Sims' contract last week. And that becomes fully guaranteed in August. This decision was first reported by SNY, as we recently mentioned. And this is basically done for center insurance for the New York Knicks who already have Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein at this position. The New York Knicks drafted Sims 58th overall in the 2021 draft out of Texas and signed him to a two-way contract. But last July, the team inked him to a three-year, partially guaranteed deal. This is important to note because now we understand that the New York Knicks want to retain Jericho Sims as center insurance just in case Isaiah Hartenstein or Mitchell Robinson go down via injury or something happens to them where they can't play then you can insert Jericho Sims into that slot and into that position and the crazy part is we saw what Jericho Sims at the five spot could be for the New York Knicks. Now, Jericho Sims, during the season when he was playing while Mitchell Robinson was hurt, he did a phenomenal job, I thought. Now, he was still very green during the season, and he obviously made some rookie mistakes. But what I can say is one thing. His body is already NBA ready. His athleticism is crazy. When I say jump you out of the gym, he is legitimately the definition of jump you out of the gym. The way he jumps, the height he can get to, it's ridiculous. If he can grow into the player that we think he can be, basically a rim protector and an all-around rim stopper, and he can just go toward the rim and drive and do these incredible dunks, given the strength that he already has, I think it would be very, very hard to stop him. And if he can make his free throws a little bit better than he has been, he might be a key for the New York Knicks moving forward because you can't teach that body shape and size you can't teach that you can't teach that athleticism he has all of that and the fact that the New York Knicks stole him at the 58th pick is great and that we know now that he's going to be kept for center insurance also makes a lot of sense we've seen cases where Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein at times has gone down via injury so if that happens we can insert Sims in the lineup he already knows how to play with this particular starting unit because he's done so this past season. But more than that, he's going to have another year underneath his belt. And I think that's only going to do better for him and do wonders for him in his game. And I think if given a little bit more time and a little bit more development, he can turn into something very special for the New York Knicks. Because all of the raw talent and raw skill is already there for a dominant five especially for the way Tom Thibodeau likes to run his five spot. 
Andy Bailey from Bleacher Report basically echo my sentiments as well too here for Jericho Sims as he stated the following. Often barricaded behind Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Hartenstein, Sims has yet to pave his path to consistent playing time. Still, it feels like his NBA identity is already established. The bouncy big man is an active rim runner who can rebound, protect the paint, and finish above the rim. This is important to note because Bleacher Report's journalist is noting this. That means he's also seeing what a lot of Knicks fans see. That athleticism, but the way he hops around and bounces and runs toward the rim, he would be incredibly hard to stop. He's already strong. Now imagine strong, dominant, and efficient. That would be very, very hard to stop and would be desirable in this league. So I love the fact that they're going to retain Jericho Sims, and I love that they're going to use him as center insurance, but I hope he also grows into the player we all hope he can be, because if that happens, I think he can be a very special player in this league. The New York Knicks have also re-signed Trevor Keels. Now, this is a very good point to note here, because we always wondered what the New York Knicks were going to do based on the performances that we saw in Summer League. And you know what? Honestly, this shocked me a little bit. The reason I say that is because Trevor Keels, I saw him in Summer League. He wasn't bad, but by no means was he great either. I think he was outshined by a couple of people. Obviously, Charlie Brown Jr. stole the show. But then you obviously had Jalen Martin, who took over as well, too, stole the show. You could make an argument as well, too, that Isaiah Roby had some key moments as well. And Isaiah Roby wasn't that great either. But he had better moments, I thought, than Trevor Keels did. So this re-signing from the New York Knicks to Trevor Keels, I didn't understand it. But honestly, from an optics point of view, it looks really good because the New York Knicks have basically re-signed their draft pick. And you gotta love that to some level. Trevor Keels will remain on a two-way deal with the New York Knicks for a second consecutive season. Though he was under contract with the Knicks for all but a brief period of the 2022-2023 campaign, Keels made just three appearances at the NBA level as a rookie. He's likely to spend most of the upcoming season with the G League's Westchester Knicks again. Now, this is the reason why I don't really understand him being signed to a two-way contract, because he wasn't that great in Summer League. I think the only reason why this is happening is because of his age. He's going to be 20 years old heading into the next season. So I can understand from an age perspective and a developmental perspective, you'd want to retain him, keep him, and see what he can do. The problem is he plays a position that the New York Knicks already have an abundance of. So that's the first issue. The second issue, he's not as good as some of the players we already have at the position. And number three, we signed him to basically play with the G League team for most of the time. I know for a fact, unless significant injury happens, he's not going to be called up to the NBA New York Knicks roster to play any significant or impactful games. And I think that's going to hurt his development in a way, but hopefully the G League helps him develop a little bit more because when he was playing for the G League, he was one of the better players for Westchester. So hopefully he can add on to that and develop even more. But as of right now, what I'm reading here, while it's nice to hear that the New York Knicks re-signed their draft pick to another two-way deal, it looks like an endless abyss for me because where does it go? What did this signing do for Trevor Keels? This signing doesn't make me feel any happier or any worse for Trevor Keels. If anything, 
it feels like it puts him in the same boat he was in last year. No moving forward, no moving back. Basically stuck in the same spot, standing still. And honestly, that's not a great place to be. The New York Knicks have finally signed a backup power forward. We thought this moment would never come. They were searching. They were waiting. They were looking. And finally, they signed him. Nathan Knight. The New York Knicks quietly signed former Minnesota Timberwolves big man Nathan Knight to a two-way deal, according to Sports Illustrated. The 6'10 Knight averaged 3.7 points and 1.5 rebounds in 7.7 minutes across 38 games last season with the Timberwolves. But in 10 games in which he played more than 10 minutes, he put up 8.6 points and 3.3 rebounds with 1.1 steals. He's from Syracuse, New York, and he went undrafted in 2020, but he signed consecutive two-way deals with the Atlanta Hawks and the Timberwolves. And then last season, he earned a standard NBA contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think that's something very, very commendable to see because I love players who go undrafted, work hard to get those deals and finally end up getting that standard NBA contract, which a lot of these undrafted rookies want. And I'm so happy that he was able to do that. But let's also not forget what we just saw. Six foot 10. He's also 25. So he fits the timeline and he's on a two way contract as well, too. If you're talking about backup power forwards, this guy fits the bill. So if you need somebody to play spot minutes, he can do that. First of all, he was already playing spot minutes before, 7.7 minutes a game for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's already used to playing under 10 minutes a game. And if you need him to play longer than 10 minutes, he obviously can do that too. So he can give you the best of both worlds and he can fill in for power forward or he can fill it for center, depending on what you need. He can play both, and I think that can only help you. But then, I kept reading the Sports Illustrated article about this, and as I kept reading, it made me feel a little bit worse and worse, and this is why. If you look here, Sports Illustrated basically states that he is expected to play more with the Westchester Knicks in the G League, along with the undrafted rookie in Jalen Martin, who is also on a two-way deal. Now, even though two-way players are allowed to be on an NBA team's active list for a maximum of 50 games, it still makes Knight's addition temporary, meaning that we haven't really filled the spot. And that's why it made me feel a little bit sad and worse. Because even though we have this great player who potentially can fill this spot and this void that we really need, but like we just heard, his role is going to be more for Westchester than it is going to be for the New York Knicks. And honestly, I just don't understand why. Nathan Knight has exactly the type of tools and skills you want in a backup four that you need right now because we have nobody to play that position legitimately right now. But instead of signing him and stating that that's what his role is going to be, now we sign him and know that he's going to play more for the Westchester Knicks versus the actual NBA New York Knicks. Even though the New York Knicks need that role filled, I just don't understand it. I wish Nathan Knight the best and I hope he can play a significant role for the New York Knicks moving forward. 
But as of right now, even if he does play some time at the backup four spot, it's temporary. And we need somebody who's going to fill that spot, at least for the season. And hopefully for longer than that. And that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I wanted Obi Toppin to do and hopefully grow into the role of a starter. But since we don't have that anymore and we're going straight with Julius Randle, we still need somebody to come in so Randle can rest. Nathan Knight seems like the perfect option for that to happen. I don't know if it will, but in my opinion, it absolutely should. Because at this point in time, the New York Knicks don't have any other legitimate person that you can play at that spot. If you like this video, go ahead and leave a comment below, smash that like button, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace.